1: 3510300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.
3: Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball
0: gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear
3: this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. We are back and better than ever. Hello, Almost Famous fans. I'm Ben.
0: I'm Ashley. And you guys, we are here for the Ben is Engaged edition of this podcast. Can you? I mean, yes, we can believe. I was going to say, can you believe? It's like, this was honestly the most obvious engagement to me that's ever happened. Like, I've never seen two people more perfect, more in love, and ready for an engagement than you two.
3: It, uh, yes. So, this is the very first time, Ashley, I'll be speaking in detail. I spoke with E.T. and Lauren Zima because she's a good friend. But this podcast today is going to be all about the details, similar to what I did with Lauren. Um, on our engagement, but Jessica and I are just ecstatic. And, I, and I'm glad that you think it wasn't a surprise and it wasn't shocking because it wasn't to me either. It's I've known this for a long time. It was just trying to get the timing right.
0: Yeah, and speaking of timing, you didn't exactly plan to propose during um, COVID-19 and you had a whole different plan. I was aware of it, but our audience wasn't. Are you willing to talk about how you plan to do it and how you came to the decision to just do it during quarantine?
3: Well, Ashley, I would only say this and talk about this with our Almost Famous family. So I am very willing to talk about it because Ah. uh, you all have been there since the beginning. uh, As I've talked about with Ashley many times, it's kind of crazy to think how this podcast has... uh, been a part of our ups and downs and stories and trials and tribulations uh for three over three years of our life so so here's the whole idea uh and i'll just start at the beginning uh in december i talked to jessica's dad about mary and jessica and um it was a really really great conversation and the details of, you are
0: so nervous
3: i was so nervous but you, you know what like he made me feel incredible and you, there's very few moments in life, I, I talked to Jared about this, that are as nerve wracking as sitting down with the uh, father of a daughter and saying, hey, like, I want to ask her to marry me. Uh, that is a huge, huge conversation and one that no- nobody takes lightly. Uh, I don't, or, or at least you should not take lightly. So we have this conversation. So tell
0: us all the details. I want to know everything you asked him, like, your whole spiel.
3: Well, th- th- you know what I-, I think. The one thing Ashley that I will keep private is okay. our conversation. I think the for the most part, um, the conversation existed like this. I asked for permission. He gave me permission, and then without going into the kind of the things that we spoke about, at that point, then it became his his not expectations, but my he allowed me the space to ask him any question. I allowed him to space to ask me any question and we discussed what it was that my, like what, what, what kind of life that I wanted to help provide to his daughter and what our future would look like together and what my hopes and dreams were for our family and what my hopes and dreams were for Jessica. Um, I think the one piece of advice that uh, I will share because he has been incredible with kind of his his ability to lead uh, me in this is he said, Hey, once you guys get married, make sure you do some things for just yourselves. Like get, get away, explore, um, enjoy this world, enjoy each other, enjoy, uh, the beauty, uh, that God has gifted us. And, And and don't fall back into the comfort of hey maybe being because her whole family's in Nashville uh, so don't fall back to the comfort of just being around family all the time like go out and do your thing for a while before you come back to your family Um, which was a huge thing for a father to say and I I think his or her uh, mom and dad and and brothers have been incredible from the very beginning so here's how it went down though so I asked for his permission he gave me permission. Uh, so then I started planning the engagement. And if all of you, uh, kind of, uh, understand I've been on tour or is expected to be on tour for the bachelor live on stage for the last four months. Uh, and, and it was supposed to take me up until really the end of May. So I thought, well, I don't want to propose to Jessica on a stage, but I want to do it in a city that's beautiful, that's compelling, that's romantic. And that's why, uh, I had chosen New York city. We were going to do it on the, that stop of the tour. I was going to propose to Jessica mm-hmm. in New York City. But with the
0: whole family, right?
3: With the whole family. So my parents are going to fly in. Her parents are going to fly in. We are going to celebrate. But here's the thing, Ashley. Uh, when coronavirus hit, uh, it obviously changed plans drastically and quickly. Um, and... I I don't know if I can explain this well, but there was a timing factor to this all that I wanted to make sure we got done because Jessica's lease uh, is running out at the end of next month. Um,
0: Oh, that's right.
3: She has to move. She was moving back in with her parents. Uh, I was advising her to do that because I said, hey, it's going to be the best thing for us and for you, and there's no reason for you to get a long-term lease when we don't know what our future is going to hold. The problem is, and you can expect this, is we had stopped all like intentional conversations about our future really back in December because I wanted her to be so shocked for this proposal. And so any okay. longer that we were going to drag this on was just going to get harder and harder on this woman that I loved and who, I, who was confused and who I didn't want to be confused any longer. Okay. So that's kind of the timing here is when March 21st changed, it was already getting long enough without us having those really good, healthy conversations that every couple I believe should have. So all of a sudden I start audibling, like, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? Do I push it back for another couple of months so that we can make sure that we do this in a special way? Do I, um, just do it, you know, randomly at any given time I have the, the ring. And I don't know if Jared said this to you, but once you have the ring in your possession, it's, like, impossible to not, like, want to propose. It just feels impossible.
0: <laughs> Jared had the ring in his possession for five minutes, and he could barely hide it in his pocket from me.
3: It's uh, it's unbelievable. You get this ring, and you're looking at it, and you're so excited about it. I mean, I was looking at it every day. It was in my, uh, my, uh, ba- my bag that I brought clothes in. I was looking at it all the time, and I was like... I just don't, I I, want to make this special. So, long story short, is that um, we came to Nashville to kind of self-isolate. We came to Nashville because her parents have uh, a house that was big enough to fit us, and her siblings were already here because her brother plays professional baseball, and he got sent home. Uh, because of uh, the MLB uh, not b- uh, being active right now. Her other brother and her, her brother's uh, wife live here right now as they transition from Philadelphia to Nashville. And so Jessica and I were like, let's go to the house, um, hang out there. It's big enough for all of us, and we can spend some time with your family and enjoy this. Well, her house also is in a beautiful area of Tennessee, and there's a, a great pond behind there. And so... Her mother and I had talked and her father and I had talked and we decided that instead of New York, since that had to be audible, Mm -hmm. it would be just as special, if not more special, to do it here at their house. Uh, Her brother, who's a great chef, was going to cook the dinner um, Uh and we would do it in the backyard and we would surprise her uh, with her favorite sunflower, her favorite flowers, sunflowers at the pond that she grew up on. And I would take her on a walk, walk down to the pond, and propose to her there. And then we could all celebrate together that evening.
0: So, question. When you guys did decide to go to Tennessee, did you have an inkling that that was when you were going to propose?
3: I did. I I knew it. Uh, I had had, uh, uh, decided about a week before. And so the other important thing to me, Ashley, was... One is I really wanted my parents there. Um,
0: Yeah, so that's what I was going to ask because I, I was wondering when I saw the pictures. I was like, I wonder whose family was there.
3: Yeah. So there's a couple things, variables here that we had to take into consideration. One is obviously uh, <clears throat> my dad has some uh, massive underlying health issues. Um, he always has. We've talked about on the podcast before. My dad has has had uh, triple bypass and he's had um, massive heart complications and his lungs have been weakened due to cancer at a younger age. So like my dad is is a healthy man. Uh, but he's also sixty-two and uh has had some underlying health issues and him getting uh the flu or the virus of any kind is not uh is not something that is uh desired, just like getting the virus of the flu for anybody isn't desired, but for my dad it, it does cause more complications than most. So but I wanted them there, and so I had to figure out a way that they could, if they were gonna be there, they could get in a car. Drive straight to Nashville without getting out at any gas stations, any rest stops, and then driving back home without coming mm-hmm. in interfere, I- I- without coming into any interaction with any other humans. Uh, in addition to that, I had to make sure that everybody in Jessica's house was healthy and safe, and so we made sure of that as well. And so my parents actually uh, were able to make that happen. They oh amazing! Yeah,
0: they drove oh, down that's awesome. Uh,
3: they drove down from Indiana to Nashville um to be here for that and so they hid in the woods right by the pond and then her parents hid in the woods by the pond and her brothers and their and and then her brother's wife uh hid in the woods by the pond and so once i got down on one knee and proposed then they came out and we were all able to celebrate together in a healthy uh very safe environment um and then my parents spent the night here at the house, so they didn't have to go to a hotel. Uh, the clerks were nice enough to let them do that, so we celebrated all night. Uh, and then uh, they woke up in the morning and uh, drove back up to Indiana. But so, so here in short, and I know there's a thousand questions that you have, Ashley. Kind of getting some details here. Yeah. In short, um, it was I, what I learned from all of this was yes, I had this grand plan for New York City. Uh, we had the dancers um, from the tour who had planned a big dance for Jessica and I that were, they're going to pull off in the park. Uh, my family was going to be there. Her family was going to be there. It was going to be, uh, outrageous and beautiful and, um, super romantic. But I sat around the table that night with my family there and her family there and laughter and drinks and food being had. Um, and realize and recognize that even though it wasn't the grander, the grand uh, plan, that it was so much better and so Aww. much more memorable. And uh, I could not have pictured a better way to remember my engagement the evening than just to look around going, yes, this is a crazy time in this world. And there's a lot of chaos and there's a lot of hurt and a lot of pain. But amongst that, love still shines. And I... I just felt that love that whole evening.
0: That is so amazing. I'm so happy for you. That sounds like the perfect engagement night. Um, I got a question. Who took those pictures? Anybody take video?
3: We had. We have no video, uh, obviously. It had okay. to be. Um, and so uh, we had to be very careful um, with who and how we interacted with people. We We have been, again, as I say this, because my dad – at being such a high risk, um, right now, uh, we are, I am overly cautious, I guess. And so we had a friend of mine.
0: No, no, no. You're not overly, you're, you're good. You're good. Yeah. I'm trying to be,
3: I'm We're trying, I mean, Jessica and I have not left our house in, I don't even know, it feels like uh, a year, but it's probably been like 10 days. I don't even know how long it's been, but, um, the, the we had one photographer who is a friend of mine, uh, who lives mm-hmm. near here and uh her name's Rachel Peterson. She has done all of the work for Generous and H and H since the beginning. Oh, awesome. Um okay. because uh we wouldn't allow her to bring any extra people because of what's going yeah, on. Of course. She had to yeah. set up she did an amazing job and set up self timers and set up uh different cameras around the area I was proposing so that she could get different angles and different shots. So it looks like there was like 10 photographers really there was only one she had just gone out of her way to make sure she set up extra cam- cameras to capture it
0: okay so did Jess see the picture the, the camera set up or was there a photographer in the background like how did you hide that
3: yeah so you want, okay now now's a good time yeah now, now
0: should we go to the story time where like I want yeah. you to you to like build up the morning like from the moment you woke up <laughs>
3: Yeah. Okay. So you have this now, is
0: genuinely going to take at least a half an hour, guys. I need you to I need all the details.
3: Definitely. Okay. So now everybody out there, uh, you get the the big picture of why it happened here and what the purpose was and who was here and what kind of players were, were involved and then uh, why it was important for me to have this happen at that time. So you get that side now. Now let's go into the details of the day. So Uh, If anybody knows Jessica, they know she is one of the most like um, agreeable people in the healthiest of ways that you've ever met. Like she just wants to be a part of anything that anybody else is doing and she wants to do it with a smile on her face. And so it's never been difficult for me to ask Jessica to do anything. Like if I say, hey, Jessica, let's go for a walk. It would blow my mind if she would say no. Like I know she would just be happy to be on a walk with whoever wants to walk with her. That's who Jessica is. It always has been. And so what I imagined was the easiest part of my day ended up being the hardest. And here's why. And so uh, I woke up uh, that morning. I had not slept at all. I was tossing and turning. Uh, I woke up to her brother cooking uh, this start this meal, uh, and he's just an incredible chef, and he's worked in the, some of the best restaurants in the world. Uh, he worked at Zahav in Philly, which is like a top five restaurant in the United States for a, a while. And so he was cooking this incredible meal. Jessica's in the kitchen, and I say, hey, hun." Uh, this evening before dinner, I would love to go for a walk with you. And she goes, That would be awesome. And I thought, Great. So I'm gonna so my in my head, I'm like, I'm gonna take Jessica for a walk. It's about a fifty yard walk um down to the pond. And then once I get to the pond, I don't really care if she sees the cameras or uh the photographer because at that point she'll already know what's happening. Like it's very obvious that with the sunflowers that there's something special going on. Um, well About three hours later, Jessica comes up to me and goes, hey, hon, uh, it's going to get really hot today. And my mom wants us all to dress up for dinner tonight and put makeup on so that we can have a nice special dinner because my brother (laughs) is cooking it.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, so that was on my list of questions. How did you get her in jeans and if she was wearing makeup she is stunning with or without makeup. She does not need it. But I know like as a girl, you want to feel your very best going into your proposal. So I was like, how did they make her like look non quarantine?
3: <laughs> exactly. So what happened? I mean, her, her parents are fantastic and, and I, and I love them dearly. And, um, so we're sitting at the table dinner table the night before and her mom, who she told me she was gonna do this, she said, Hey guys, I really it's my birthday coming up, which it is, it her birthday's uh in, in two days. She goes, I really would just like it since Jim, uh, Jessica's brother has made this great dinner tomorrow night. If we all woke up and we did our thing and then tomorrow evening we treated this like we were going out to eat. So we all put on makeup and we all showered and we all put on nicer clothes and um we, we just came in here and had a good dinner. Well her brothers knew what was happening uh, that I was proposing. Yeah. Her dad knew what was happening. It was only Jessica didn't. And it's not hard to convince a girl to say, hey, tomorrow night is going to be a really special evening for our family. We're going to dress up and look good and take family pictures. Like, Jessica was so ex- excited just about that. So, so you don't
0: think it was obvious to her?
3: Oh, Ashley, just wait. Just wait.
0: Okay, but okay, but wait. Were your parents here? Your parents weren't there then. Were your parents like hiding in the bushes during the proposal? Yes. Okay, okay. Continue. Yeah.
3: Sorry. So, so. anyways, we go to bed that night, wake up in the morning. Uh, Jessica knows that that evening she's going to be getting dressed up. And so about three hours after I asked her to go on a walk with me, she comes up and she goes, Hey, hon, I'm going to have to shower tonight, put on makeup, and get nicer clothes on. I would really love to go for a walk now and not later because it's going to (gasps) be hot in Nashville and I don't want to get sweaty before dinner. And I said,
0: Oh my gosh.
3: And her mom was there when she said this to me. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. The the easiest part of my day now becomes the hardest. And so here's the other side. I know Jessica just wants me to be happy. And so I thought in my head, I was like, how do I make this happen? So I thought, okay, I'm going to just let this go out and like, let it kind of like, let her say it and agree to going on a walk now. But then later when I w- want to go on a walk again, I'm just going to tell her pretty much, Jessica, I would really like to go for a walk, and I really want you to come. And I know at that point <laughs> she would just probably go just because she w- like she knows that if I – like I-, I never put my foot down. Um, and if I put my foot down, I think she'd just probably say yes just because she'd be confused and, like, want to follow along. Um,
0: All right, yeah. She's definitely going to get an inkling at this she, point, I feel like.
3: Yeah, well, so I uh, – The day goes on. Um, I get to about an hour until uh, the whole thing goes down. My parents text me and say, hey, they just made it to Nashville and that they're parked at the end of the cul-de-sac, which is where I told them to. Um, And then uh, her parents are in the house uh, right now. Her brother gives the cue at that point to say, hey, mom, I forgot some herbs that I need for dinner. Will you run to the store and get those? And so her mom and dad then leave. Uh, and act like they're going to the store, which really they're just going down to meet my parents at the end of the cul-de-sac. Uh, and I am at this point about 30 minutes, uh, from go time. I text the group chat, a few final details. Uh, I go shower, get changed myself. I put the ring in my back pocket. I walk out into the living room and I just, I'm just throwing a hail Mary. And I said, Hey hon, since your mom's not back from dinner yet, uh, let's just take a quick little walk so that everybody's happy today and that I can get what I want and you got what you want and we can all do. And she goes, okay, that works. And so I get my shoes on. I text the group and say, Hey, we're walking out the door. We walk out the door. We start walking down the road Uh, I have the ring in my back pocket and I'm like trying at that point to think about what kind of small talk I'm going to make. And I I get so awkward because this is like, Jessica's my best friend. Like I love this girl. And for whatever reason, I became like a middle school child, like boy talking to his school crush when I was like on this like 10 second walk. I I didn't even know what to say to her. Um, I didn't know how to communicate. any longer. (laughs) So we started this little walk and I'm, I start to see the bench with the sunflowers that we had set up. Uh, for me to do this at. And so I start <laughs> okay. to progress into like what I want to say to Jess. And so I, in my head, just start talking. And the very first words that come out of my mouth was, there's a reason why I really wanted you to go on this walk today. And she goes, okay. And I start crying. And I said, this is a very special day for us. Okay. Um, And so when I start crying, that's all I've said at this point. You know, please note this. Like at this point, all I said is, I wanted you to go on a walk. This is a very special day for us. I start crying, so she starts crying. But she doesn't know yet really why she's crying. She either realizes that this is a massive moment that either things are ending and like it's the shock of the world to her, or <laughs> that something really great's about to happen. But here's the cool part, Ashley. Because yeah. she had no idea that we were going to be getting engaged and she never would have expected it to be being done during a, a isolation in Nashville because of how yeah. random that whole thing was. She didn't think she was getting proposed to. She actually thought that this uh, uh, virus and kind of the isolating that we were have to do was going to push back our proposal for months, which made her yeah. really sad. It made me really sad that she thought that. So. Uh, I said, this is a very special time for us. And then I just went into some of the things that I love about her. I said, um, Jessica, you are the kindest. You are the most loving. You are the most supportive uh, person I've ever met. You have loved me well. You've loved me in crazy circumstances. You love me in really great circumstances. And at that point we had pretty much gotten to the bench uh, that I wanted to do this in front of. And I just got down on one knee and I pulled out the ring. And she at that point still didn't know what was happening because her face what? was shocked. Like, I'm not kidding you. I have No way. Oh yeah, I'll post a couple pictures of this. Her mouth is wide open. She doesn't even say yes when I ask her to marry me. She just shakes her head up and down and says and that's it. And then I said, Is that a yes? And she goes, Yeah, yeah. Like just complete shock. Um and excitement, and she starts crying, and I'm crying, and we kiss, and we hug, and at this point, I said, and there's others that want to come celebrate with us, and that's when my parents walked around the corner, and her parents walked around the corner, and her brothers, uh, and her uh, sister-in-law, and then uh, they're also their dog, Penny, who's 13, who grew up with Jessica, came around the corner Aww. as well, and we all uh, celebrated together, uh, and we were able to enjoy this, and so it was quick, um, but so special, and uh, if you can, it, when when I post some of these pictures later, I wanted to do it after the podcast so that you guys could all get a kind of a picture of what or an idea of what was going on at the time. Uh, it was the most beautiful setting; like I, I could not have pictured anything better.
0: That is so awesome. She just happens to have a pond in the backyard.
3: Right. And one that, like, isn't disgusting and looking bad right now. And also, uh, they happen to have, like, a bunch of sunflowers that we were able to set up because that's her favorite flower. And so we set up this, like, just a couple different pots of sunflowers. Um, The picture makes it look like, honestly, I spent months planning this. But thanks to the help of her brothers, my mom, uh, my dad, her dad, and her mom, we made this uh i think we made it really nice
0: that is so cool i'm so happy for you guys i can't believe she was shocked after the whole spiel like i remember during our proposal i was like he's doing it he's not doing it. he's doing it he's not doing it and it was just like there was no i just knew like there was a proposal you know like this is an engagement thing this is an engagement thing so what was she thinking it possibly was that you were crying about
3: well Ashley, here's the crazy part. She thought I started crying because she thought, it really, two things. She said, "One, I was ending. Like it went through her that, like, in her mind, that I was ending this relationship, which was really like, well, just because you're human, and I think there's been chaos, and you jump to the worst case scenario." So the second thing that she thought it could be was this proposal. But again, I want to reiterate: like, think about how confusing it was for me Um, in all these changes and then uh, there's so many things that are unexpected and kind of chaotic right now that I don't think she thought that I would propose during so much chaos because of the planning that she knew I wanted to put in to making this very special and so okay I I, I don't I think she just thought there's no way this is happening because there's no way that he could have predicted that we've been in Nashville he could have predicted that my family could have been here he could have predicted all these things like and she's right I couldn't but we spent a ton of time to make sure it was special with only a week's notice.
0: Okay. So that makes sense. She just was so surprised that you would do it then that it wasn't even like a possibility in her head. Gotcha. And, and,
3: and she loves. So the one thing about Jessica, is she comes from a big Italian family. She loves her family on her mom and dad's side so much. And she especially is close with her mom's side of the family. Cause they're a huge Italian family and they all live in Connecticut. So she kind of in her back of her head had thought, oh, he's going to propose to me on the East Coast because then we're going to be able to celebrate with my whole family when we're together for the tour. So I think when, I honestly think when the tour got uh, postponed, she her heart like dropped out of her chest because she thought Aww. i'm moving back home with my parents i have no clue of when i'm going to get engaged i don't really know what my future looks like ben hasn't talked to me about our future in months and i don't know why and if he's ending things or if he still is in love with yeah. me as he's always said like i i i was talking to her brother the night before uh we we i did i proposed to her and i was like Half of the thing that I really am excited about is just that this girl that I love and that I want to make feel safe and comfortable has been so confused about our relationship for three months now. Like, I can't take that any longer.
0: Yeah, because you guys would always talk about marriage and stuff. Like, this was something you were open about before (laughs) December.
3: Yeah, for the first, like, six months of our relationship. And then after that, we haven't talked about it since because I've been planning it.
0: Okay, yeah, I guess that is very worrisome. (laughs) So is the plan to move, live together to move in together because i know you were talking about you know parents house uh, her yeah. apartment lease being up
3: uh we we won't before uh we're married uh that is a choice okay. yeah uh that that That's... we've talked about and we've we've gone back and yeah. forth on it uh for a couple reasons we won't one is um you know the i i think a lot of it is respect for my family and her family it's also as i talked about before like lessons learned uh, from past relationships. Uh, and yeah. also I think uh, for Jessica and I, uh, we have um, abstained and tried to do this the best we can to make our relationship as healthy mm-hmm. as possible. And there is uh, there are steps that we still want to take to do that. And so that's why right now we will not be living together before we're married, but I think we'll be finding a house before then that we can both start to make our own.
0: Very nice. So what's the plan for where she's going to live? Is she going to extend her lease for another year? Is she going to live with her parents? When are you planning to get married? I mean, I know you're not like having wedding planner meetings right now. You're obviously not planning the wedding right now. But do you have a general idea of like the month or the season that you'd like to do it?
3: Well, here's the funny part. Her brother does play professional baseball, and he, uh, I, everybody I've talked to in the Clark family, has made sure that I know that we have to do this during the off season. So there is a very select mo- few months that baseball is not active, uh, and um, and so because of that, we're going to be getting married in those months. Uh, and in addition to what that-
0: are the off season months?
3: Uh, so right now we don't really know. It's
0: like November, November through February. Oh yeah
3: yeah it's so like right now is the question is like i don't know when baseball season is going to be coming back and i don't know the new calendar dates or the schedule um and so i think the best option for the lack of stress and peace of mind is right now with all the chaos and all the confusion for everybody um that we will probably not make any future wedding plans until this is done and over and we have a clearer idea of when we even could get married and what dates would be available.
0: Have you had friends that have had to cancel weddings?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. Jessica and I both have had friends. We've had, it's really sad. Ash, we have this one friend who had this beautiful, huge wedding plan and they just had to say that it's canceled, but they don't get a deposit back. And so- No! So, yeah, really sad. We've had, I mean, so here's a part, here's a note here within all of this. Um, you know, Jess and I have been able to celebrate this engagement and do it in a way that means that we're just like hanging out in the house and laughing and looking at our ring together and talking about our future and all the things that we love about each other. And that's really sweet and nice. Uh, but it doesn't take away from the same conversations we had uh, two weeks ago on this podcast Uh, that kind of revolved around a lot of pain that is only getting worse as this virus continues to be active and spreading across the U S and the pain from job loss and the pain from huge plans being changed, like weddings, uh, like funerals not being able to be attended to and people's legacies not being able to be celebrated. Oh, my goodness. And so I think with all that being said, and not to be a Debbie Downer because I am happy and I am celebrating and and my life will forever be better because of what happened uh, just two days ago, I also know that like for Jessica and I, it is smart for us to do this in wisdom as well, and to know that the best time to plan is probably not during a pandemic.
0: Yeah, I have it on my list of questions: how you got you. Ma- yeah, I have it right here on my list of questions: how you managed to get her out of jeans and out of like quarantine attire. Uh, we'll get the answer to that and much more right after this break. <laughs> speak to you. With a powerful, clean and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you.
3: Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor?
0: I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben?
3: Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast. We're two money experts. Rachel Cruz and George Camel talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course.
0: So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta, like Joey went on.
3: <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35.
0: Oh, okay. I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499
3: a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette.
0: <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us.
3: Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley?
0: <laughs> um, Say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out, get sick, take some time out from work, hope the doctor can see you this month or wait two hours at urgent care. Then you can sit in a room full of sick people.
3: Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/famous.
0: You can use the promo code famous, that's promo code famous at twc.health/famous. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you feel like you just need to get something off your chest, whether it's work, family relationships, We all carry around different stressors all day, big and small. When we bottle up those stressors, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's been weighing you down.
3: Therapy's always been a benefit in my life. It's something that uh, my wife and I do as a couple. It's also something I do personally. If nothing else, it's a great place to just release whatever is going on internally. It's a place where you can feel less alone. Therapy allows you to be the best version of yourself, which obviously life is short. And so the more we can be the better versions of ourselves, the better this whole thing is for us and the people around us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge.
0: Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash almost today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash almost. Ben, the ring is stunning. Did you get any feedback from her friends and family as to what kind of ring she wanted?
3: Yeah. So um, here's a few things that uh, people might not know about me. I know nothing about rings. Um, I don't think that's a shock. <laughs> I know nothing. And so when I started to uh, plan the proposal, there were so many things that were unexpected to me. Not unexpected. Here, let, me, let me reiterate here. I, I, shocking. To me, right? I uh, it is not a secret that I have uh, a history and a past uh, on the show, and everybody knows how that played out for me. Um, but the idea of designing and picking out a ring was something extra special, something that I wanted to do to let Jessica know just how um, important she is, and uh, at that time, uh, how important she was going to be to me when I proposed. And so I started to customize make this ring and I asked her mom and my mom for input because here's another side of it. I believe that it's important to allow the people closest to your life to be involved in some of your life's biggest moments, um, and it just makes them a little bit more special. And So I had started a text chain with her mom and my mom uh, kind of going through some ring designs. Her mom had sent uh, us uh, Jessica's uh, perfect ring, which is this big old diamond with two things on the side. I think it's called like a moon or something. I don't know the were official they design. Were
0: they Pinterest? <laughs> uh,
3: I think it was from Instagram. Okay. Yeah, it was like a screenshot from Instagram. And so uh, I went in, I brought this to the jeweler. I told him my budget. Uh, I said, hey, let's make this as beautiful as we can uh, within the, the the means that I can do this. And we started designing it. He started mocking this up. It's a jeweler out of Denver called Not Jewelers, G-N-A-T. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. Uh, and so we worked back and forth for a while. And then every time I'd have a mock-up that would be like a computerized picture of the ring, I'd send it to my group chat uh, my mom and her mom would give me feedback and then we'd go back to uh, my buddy Roz at uh, Not Jewelers and he would kind of tweak it to how we wanted it. Uh, at the end of it all um, there was, a, I'd say there's about four or five iterations of the ring uh, the ring that Jessica is wearing now is one that I like. I love and I don't love rings Like it's not like a thing that I get that into but I love this ring, she loves this ring and it's a little different than the ring that was her ideal ring but i think it was just different enough to make it feel like her own and for that i'm i'm super grateful it's so
0: so pretty it looks so perfect on her finger she's just so feminine and beautiful
3: <laughs> she's the she is the cutest she is i mean i uh, uh it's, it's funny i wish i wish the world would know jessica better because jessica is just this like little bubbly funny goofy joyful light to this world and everything that she does is done with so much love and all she asks in return is that the world loves her back and when the world loves her back she shines and it's funny because like as she's driving her car now or if she is washing dishes or uh what was it yesterday she was like Uh, typing on her computer, there's moments I look over and I see her and she's just like looking at her ring, which is dangerous uh, and distracting as well as just really beautiful because I can just see the, I don't know, maybe the best word I can say for it right now is like the comfort that that ring is providing to her, knowing that she is loved, that she is safe, that her heart will never be broken uh, ever again.
0: She's just pure you know she's just so sweet and pure she is just light i remember like early on in this podcast we would describe like what kind of woman we we were trying to find for ben and i don't even think i could describe somebody so perfect for you as jess like there is just no question that she is the perfect person for you
3: she is uh yeah you're right and i mean she's the perfect person for me because she makes me a better man a better husband or she will make me a better husband, um, a better son, a better friend. Like she wants me to be an extremely intentional friend to others. She wants me to be a loving, caring, supportive son to my parents. Uh, she wants to be, uh, for me to be a husband or at least right now, a fiance, um, that is passionately exploring my interest and she wants to support me in that. But she also wants to push me to love her. Well, um, but you said it. I think maybe, yeah, like the, she is pure um, because she's worked hard to be pure and she's worked hard to stay um, uh, as a loving, giggly light to those around her, and she does yeah. it well.
0: Maybe I didn't even think about describing a girl exactly like Jess because I had never met somebody exactly like Jess <laughs> yeah, before her. I hadn't yeah, either. so that's probably yeah, why she's the best. <laughs> she's the best. And look what Instagram did! Isn't this absolutely unbelievable that you just, um, you know, you DM'd her and she became your future wife. And what's funny about that is, if I like to think about fate and like all the chains of effect that like went into her responding to your message and if you weren't the bachelor there's probably a good chance that she wouldn't have responded to your message or even well seen i it.
3: mean if you remember right I, I mean i can't remember the exact episode but when jessica and i announced our relationship it was this podcast that i did kind of talked about it for the first time on and it was right when we got back from honduras and uh you know the story was that i dm'd her on instagram uh, and she responded because of the blue check mark not because oh sh- she's looking yeah, for anything exactly. more than like the blue check mark to her meant oh this isn't like a s-, like she just even looked at it because she's like oh this guy isn't just like super creepy I could have been and yeah. I uh, you know and and she sent it to her brother who then helped her respond to me initially because Jessica was so Aww, like thrown so off by it so yes uh social media has been really good to me um and 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 for me i mean this that little message that little step of uh step of uh, you know risk uh has led me now to just be the happiest man uh, what i believe is alive and i would tell anybody out there if you're looking right now at this time of distancing and you're still wanting to date um no better time to throw a couple dms some people's way you know what
0: i've been doing with naz the past couple days
3: uh tell us about it
0: so, future, um, future. <laughs> so, former Bachelor producer Naz Perez, who also happens to be my co host on I Don't Get It and my best friend in real life. She is 30. She's single. She's never had a real boyfriend. So, I've made this sort of like love is blind meets Bachelor esque digital dating show for her. So, I set uh. her up on three blind dates, 15 minute phone calls, three consecutive days, different guys. Um, so, she met three guys this week and she, uh, they're all really good. They all seem like really awesome conversationalists. Nothing was awkward. Um, They know what she looks like, and she does not know what they look like, and she will not know what they look like until she chooses one person to go on a date on In Real Life after quarantine is over. So she's going to end up meeting probably nine guys throughout this process and each week at the end of three dates she's gonna pick her favorite guy and then the favorited guys each week will go and like compete in a finals round where she has additional phone calls with them where they're all broadcasted they're live streamed on my instagram story we're we're doing it pretty much consistently at 10 p.m eastern so you get to watch naz's 15 minute A phone call with a stranger who my sister and I have vetted and in the end who knows what may happen we're getting some good catches in for her
3: so if I want to watch this I just have to go on your Instagram and like it's just your Instagram your personal Instagram and it will be on there that I can like even watch after the fact yeah,
0: so it's on my Instagram live. You can like participate in the conversation at 10 Eastern time, 7 Pacific. And then um, we're doing it Friday through Monday. And then you can watch, if you can't watch it live, you can go to my, my YouTube, Jared and my YouTube. It's Ashley I, Jared H. And you can watch the episodes after they're done being live there.
3: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's really um, fun. I can't, I I really want to watch that. Uh, I know, uh, Naz and she's great, but, um, Hey Ash, I know it's about time for us to move on um, away from the 30 minutes of my engagement, but I want to just, as usual, I feel more comfortable, I think, um, kind of closing that little conversation. We'll talk about it. I'm sure many more times, Mm -hmm. uh, in, in the future, but I always like to just kind of give a, like a, my, my own little monologue on like, um, to to anybody out there listening. I love
0: Uh, your monologues. Go for it.
3: Yeah. Well, uh, I, I mean, it means a lot because, uh, I, a couple months ago I shared on this podcast that even dating was hard for me because I had gotten, um, really consumed with the idea of being single and kind of the, uh, the attention I could get from being single and, and the, Uh, how my career had kind of existed because I was single and to announce my relationship with Jess was a big deal to me because I knew it was going to be taking a drastic change in my life. And, uh, you know, for five years of my life, I've been known as a bachelor and that is no longer the case. Um, and for the whole time on this podcast, I've been known as a bachelor and that is no longer, uh, who I am by definition. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I just want to take a second and say, um, One, I have met and am in love with the uh, most beautiful uh, person I have ever met. I am so thankful for Jessica, and I'm so thankful that she loves my family. She loves me. She loves her family. She loves my friends, and she loves the things I do, including this podcast so well. Uh, A little side note uh, before I I continue is for my birthday, which was a week ago. Um, my gift from Jessica was a new podcasting set. So I could bring better quality podcast, uh, equipment to, uh, each of you every week. She did that because she just knows how it's much so this sweet. podcast means to me. Um, so she, that was her birthday gift to me. And so I'm just saying that to say, Hey, she, she supports me well, and she supports this podcast well and the things that I'm doing so well. So first off, um, Thank you to Jessica. The second thing is thank you to the Almost Famous family. Uh, people have been incredibly supportive, insanely kind. Uh, not that you wouldn't be. You would be a terrible human to not support this. Uh, I would be. I I would uh, I'd be super confused if somebody was not in favor of what's happening between Jess and I. But just your words of encouragement to Jessica and myself, uh, including from you, Ashley, and the rest of Bachelor Nation, and all of you almost famous listeners, and from iHeart, thank you. Uh, it is a wire, wild world. I, I've said it once before, and I'll close with this. Uh, all I could have ever prayed for and asked for in my life was to feel supported, to feel like I was a part of a community, to feel like I was involved, to feel like I was accepted in, to feel like I had a seat at the table amongst others, and uh, big moments like this in my life. And I hope the same for you listeners out there, big moments have made me feel those things and more. And a lot of it is because of who you guys are and how, and what you're, the words you say and what they, how they resonate with me. So thank you for listening along. Thank you for giving me credibility after speaking on a podcast to you now for three years. And thank you for celebrating us. Uh, it means the world to Jessica and I. Um, so just simply thank you on behalf of us for celebrating our love.
0: We love you, Ben. All right. After this, we're going to talk Bachelor Hot Topics. For now, here's a word from our sponsor. What keeps baby skin healthy? speak to you. With a powerful, clean and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you.
3: Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor?
0: I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben?
3: Oh, smart money happy hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all, with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course.
0: So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on?
3: (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35.
0: Oh, okay. I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. One guy is spending $499 a month.
3: He should really apply for the bachelorette. (laughs) (laughs) famous.
0: You can use the promo code famous, that's promo code famous at twc.health/famous.
1: Hi everyone, this is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox cosmetic, Onobotulinum toxin A, and iPhone women grants at South by Southwest. Thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What 3510300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeart radio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.
3: Hey, uh almost famous listeners, welcome back. Um we just got done talking about my engagement and um that was special for me, but it is time uh to get back to our regular scheduled programming and talk about some bachelor trending topics. And once again, uh, Bachelor Nation, you have uh, have not disappointed us. You continue to throw topics our way. even <laughs> oh my the Off season yes. and even during uh, self isolation. So I'm going to start with this one. Ashley, tell us what you know about it. Um, on a, on a press conference uh, this last week, President Trump compared his uh, news conferences, his updates on the COVID-19 virus, uh, with the Bachelor finale. Uh, I can share some thoughts, too, because I know I'm, uh, you know, politics and I have have had some close relationships. But I want to hear what you thought when you heard that the president of the United States during a pandemic compared his news conferences to the bachelor finale.
0: I mean, it's pretty weird. (laughs) Can I I keep it at that? I mean, it's pretty bizarre
3: that he's thinking about his ratings. It's well. It's bizarre for so many reasons. One, I think Chris Harrison said it best: "What a time we live in, where I can be watching uh, these news conferences, and all of a sudden, th- the show that I still talk about, that I am hosting a live tour of, that I'm very actively involved in, that I've participated in as long as well as you, is then being brought out of the mouth of the president." I remember when uh, President Obama uh, brought up The Bachelor during. Um, I think it was uh, some breakfast, like uh, uh, the state breakfast or something, and uh, the clip came out, and I was just like in awe that the President of the United States was bringing up The Bachelor. Well, it's happening again. Um, Either
0: way, it's kind of, it's kind of, I don't know. Never mind. Pass.
3: It's just wild. I mean, it, it just is wild, Ashley. I get what you're saying, but here's the truth of it all. Besides, because there's gonna be people out there that support the the idea that we're talking about ratings uh there's gonna be people out there that don't support it it's politics uh it 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 will always uh be controversial at some level uh but here's the truth of it no matter what side you fall on the bachelor once again finds itself in a place of getting another massive win because during (laughs) during a pandemic it's still being talked about
0: 100 percent. isn't that insane that that's how culturally impactful our show is well, their show—the show that we've appeared on.
3: Yeah, and and rode the uh, the coattails of now for yes, years. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, uh, next topic is Bachelor Peter Weber hangs out with ex Kelly Flanagan after split from Madison Pruitt. Ashley, I know you're fired up about this. I know that you have a lot to say. I, I'm taking it over to you.
0: I can't get over it. I think this was uh, this came out two or three days after our last podcast. And of course, the first thing I do, I see it. I screenshot the TMZ article. I send it to our podcast group with Ben and the producers. And it's just like this season is never going to stop. But thank you, Peter. And thank you to his girls to that allow us to have some fresh, juicy content to talk about every single week. I was honestly flabbergasted. <laughs> I was like, there's no way that must be like a gal pal. Um, a cousin I don't know somebody he has a fun relationship with he threw over his shoulder I was like can we really make out Kelly's face and then I was like Chicago I was like holy Chicago Um, that's where Kelly's from and then there were a couple other pictures just kind of confirms that this was Kelly that Peter was hanging out with Um, you know my husband just (laughs) really really not keen on the fact that they were in such a public location. It seems like a lot of people were thinking, oh, let's go take a walk in Chicago um, by the water because there's this one photograph where they're like where there's so many people walking. It looks like like a, a charity walk. It, there's a ton of people out there, but I mean that's not an, you know, I don't know that that was I don't think that was intentional. They probably thought like, oh, let's take a walk and then there just happened to be a ton of people there. So it wasn't exactly great for uh, social distancing. But that's one that's that's another issue to
3: discuss at a similar time. Um, so this is the wild part though, Ashley is uh, two comments here. One is uh, Hannah, uh, Ann has then uh, came out and talked about this and how she's not shocked. And and then the other part of this whole story so, other I guess what we're saying is other contestants from Peter's season is now are now weighing in, including uh, the woman Hannah Ann that he ended up with at the end, uh, who we've kind of, in my eyes, like kind of forgotten that he actually ended up with somebody because it was such a weird, quick transition. Well, Here it was because
0: uh- Yeah. That was because they were trying to make it seem like he ended up with Madison, but apparently he absolutely did not end up with Madison. If two weeks ago on that show, which holy moly, wait, was it two weeks ago? No, no, no okay. So it was three weeks ago that the finale happened. If three weeks ago he was you know, sitting next to Madison and then you fast forward two and a half weeks and he's in Chicago picking up Kelly. Don't you think that they were talking during that finale? Like, do you think that this like really ramped up that fast than two and a half weeks? He decided to in what was supposed to be quarantine. He goes and flies over to Chicago to spend time with another girl, a girl that was sitting in the audience of his after the final rose, which is now. Super bizarre, and I, I don't. I thought it was them saying, sorry, Kelly, for not inviting you to Women Tell All. But now, was it supposed to be some sort of foreshadowing of what was to come?
3: Oh, I've never... Oh, let's pause there, Ashley. That is an incredible thought, is because she wasn't at Women Tell All, and that became a big deal, and the rumor was spinning around that, you know, producers didn't like Kelly, that the show didn't want her involved. And then she gets invited to Final Rose, which made us all go, oh, they'd like her, they wanted her involved, but they had a different plan for her do you think she was there because they knew this was happening and they thought maybe it would it it could and, and I I don't know this is all just like us kind of spitballing but what if Barb by talking as much as she did kind of took away from the the their plans which was to present Kelly as somebody that that Peter was still kind of talking to
0: I guess That could be it. It seemed like the show wanted it to be Madison, though. Because, one, Chris Harrison went to um, Alabama to be like, so, uh, Peter's single. So it was like... It seems like Peter didn't have his hands in any of it. Like, maybe he didn't want to go back to Madison. Maybe that was never his intention. But the show was like, we're going to make him go back to Madison. Or, like, they assumed that he would have wanted Madison if he didn't want Hannah Ann. But apparently... He wanted Kelly.
3: (laughs) Well, and Peter was so, uh, I don't know, though. He was very defensive of Madison during the finale, especially to his mom. Yeah, you're right. Am I remembering this right? And we can move on after this. But am I remembering this right where there was a rumor that Barb, Peter's mom, had came up to Kelly after the finale and spoken some words into her ear like, hey, you were always my favorite, or hey, I've always loved you, or hey, we should go out shopping sometime. Wasn't that a rumor going around?
0: It wasn't a rumor. We all got to see it. So it's the three weeks ago today that Barb wrote that under her Instagram. One of them wrote under each other's Instagrams saying... Like, I'd love to get lunch and shop soon. So they were obviously talking back then. Oh, my gosh. Because Kelly was the only one Peter and Peter's family was following on Instagram come the finale. So there was something. They were at least DMing. This is so weird.
3: Team, almost famous listeners, all of you little sleuthers out there. We need some info. Email us at Ashley at iHeartMedia.com or hashtag us at the Almost Famous Podcast on Twitter. What do you know about this? This is wild. Here's the funny part before we move on to the next topic. Is Peter's season, for the most part, we thought that uh, we're not really involved. We don't really get it. The character development isn't awesome. And we don't see any really relationships being formed. It has been the finale And anything happening since the finale that's made us talk about Peter's season more than we ever talked about it during the season in general. Like, Peter and his girls are still actively involved in this world, and we are still talking about him. And and who we're definitely talking about often right now is Tyler Cameron.
0: Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I have to say one more thing. How weird is it that Kelly was the one he knew before the show, and now he's just back with her. And it's like, do they even need the show? (laughs)
3: Mm. Of course they need to show, Ashley, because now we're involved. Oh,
0: and he was saying three weeks ago that he loved Madison. He was like, Mom, this is the woman I love. And now, th- not even three weeks later, he's got another girl on his shoulder? Mm. Freaking weird, guys.
3: <laughs> uh, hey, do you but think yeah, yeah, th- Tyler. Th- yeah, Tyler Cameron plays coy when asked if he's dating Hannah Brown. Do you think... Any of this is weird. What is, are they still together? I mean, they've been together since the beginning of this uh, isolation period. And they're in Tyler, it seems like hometown. Uh, They haven't, I don't know if they've separated or not, but according to what it sounds like, like they're very much hanging out. Do you
0: guys think that when she went to fly down to quarantine with him, she thought it was going to be possibly until April 30th at the least?
3: (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: Like I said last week, yo, they're they're giving their relationship a chance in a in a way that they will come out of this knowing whether they can pretty much be together forever or whether or not they will never work. Like you're going to know, you're going to have an answer. So possibly it's a great time, but as far as this tease that Tyler is giving us, he um calls one of his friends Brown Bear. And so he jokes that me and Brown Bear are dating. Yes, I can confirm, while he smiles and nods. And I don't think that's a confirmation whatsoever. I think that's Tyler playing along and being like, yeah, this is my friend. We're dating. ha, I'm already so funny. Um, but really, I think, I think that Hannah and Tyler are certainly hooking up during this quarantine. I would say that they are... Uh, committed in quarantine there's six people in that house and I can't imagine they're hooking up with anyone else
3: <laughs> well, so here that's my thought. actually I feel like I just made a comment a few weeks ago that I felt like we were talking about uh Tyler dating somebody else and again we we prefaces with saying he's a single uh man so there is no shame or judgment but I feel like just a few weeks ago I was talking about him dating like some other like celebrity or like uh, yeah it was influencer. Kylie's best
0: friend So that's not a thing anymore. Now
3: we're on to Hannah Brown. So, so far I've had to, in the last year of my life, dissect three different relationships of Tyler Cameron's. (laughs) At some point, (laughs) at some point, I will not be talking about who Tyler Cameron is dating. Instead, we'll be talking about Madison Pruitt, who denied dating connor saley who was uh the bachelor for the bachelor live on stage in los angeles he picked a terrific girl i thought maybe they were going to date that obviously didn't work out and instead there was a rumor flying that him and madison were dating but she's saying that's not true do you think it was ever something that was happening
0: she's saying i'm just focusing on myself she says that whatever exchange that she and and connor have had has been platonic um my guess is that it's just been over the phone, DM, text, maybe a phone call here or there. I don't know that they've seen each other in real life. I think she probably thinks he's cute, um, probably has a way to easily contact him. Obviously, like if you're in the Bachelor family, you can basically call up any person you think is cute very easily. I don't think that they are in any way dating, but they're probably pre-Bachelor in Paradise talking. <laughs>
3: It's interesting. I mean, it makes sense. It's a good-looking couple. They, No harm, just like there's no harm in Tyler and Hannah being back together, um, if they are. But a little bit shocking. It wouldn't have been the two people I would put together. Uh, But, yeah, so far all we know is that Madison is denying dating Connor. Uh, A few final uh, topics here that we got to throw out there. One is uh, Luke Parker's birthday message for Madison Pruitt. Uh, the headline is, is raising eyebrows for uh, among Bachelor fans. So once again, Luke Parker is raising eyebrows with confusion to Bachelor fans.
0: Obviously, there are two people that are saving themselves until marriage to have sex. And people are like, you'd be a great couple. And then some people oh, are geez. like, don't, e- don't even think about it, Luke. Um, you know, Luke is horrible, horrible, totally different person. It's basically, this is just... Fodder underneath an Instagram picture, and people are freaking out that he said, like, happy birthday, girl. It's like, okay, guys, we don't have to freak out over anything. This doesn't mean anything. I'm sure Luke was a fan of Madison during the season, but I don't think this means that he's trying to get with her or vice versa.
3: No, I'd agree. I would agree. Hey, just a quick note. Uh, uh, Ashley and I obviously are doing this uh, from our home. So if you hear some bogs, dogs barking or cars pulling up or some... Oh, is the doggy?
0: Yeah, that's... Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just our yeah. homes. This is very similar. I saw it today uh, that Kelly and Ryan are doing their television show from home. Good Morning America is doing it from home. We're all making the most of this. Uh, we're doing this from our home. So if you hear some background noise or some life noises going on, that's why. Uh, Ashley, final topic um that i want to discuss and and it's one that we're gonna kind of uh it's a tough topic and uh, i wanted to save it to the end because it's one uh, a lot of these you know make us laugh and they make us intrigued and they keep us going um but this topic is one that sits heavy on my heart um since I I've heard about it, the bachelor's Michelle money reveals daughter of 50, that's 15 years old is in ICU on life support after a skateboarding accident. She's hit her head, uh, is experiencing uh, brain trauma and is currently uh, last update. We heard, uh, is in a medically induced coma to relieve the pressure from her brain.
0: Yeah. Um, I woke up and this is the first thing I saw and, you know, just hand on my heart, jaw dropped. I'm, I just feel absolutely horrible. Just pray, pray, pray for them, please. Um send all your love and positive vibes their way. I just I love Michelle. She's such a wonderful mom and the relationship she's had with Brielle was so obvious on the show. Like they were just best friends. They're like the Gilmore girls, you know. They are the Gilmore girls and yeah. I really hope that Brielle can pull out of this fast. Um just thinking of them all, all day all week until we, we hear good news. Yeah.
3: Um, so bachelor nation, if you can, uh, or almost famous fans, if you can do us a favor, do Michelle money a favor, um, reach out and show her some love and support right now. Uh, the kind messages that you sent me after my engagement should be being sent over with the same, uh, with, with, uh, the same type of heart that you guys shared with me and and the loving supportive heart that you shared with me, go ahead and do that for Michelle money. Go ahead and send her a message of some kind. I know, uh, from personal experience that your words do matter. So go over love on her. We will be, uh, praying. We will be hoping we will be wishing we will be following along with that story. It is a tough one, but here is the takeaway. And, uh, Michelle Money has came out and said it. What she wants people to know right now is to wear a helmet. No matter if you feel uh, like this is something you're super good at, if you feel like this is just a quick little trip on a bike or a skateboard or whatever, wear a helmet. Um, because, hey, you're, you all are very precious and we need you safe and we need you secure. Uh, Ashley, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to read some reader emails, call one of our almost famous fans, and we're going to close out this podcast uh, with a, a nice little segment uh, about what things you're doing, Ashley, in this last week to keep yourself occupied during self-isolation. What keeps
0: baby skin healthy? can speak to you. With a powerful, clean and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you.
3: Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor?
0: I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben?
3: Oh, smart money happy hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all, with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course.
0: So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on?
3: <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35.
0: Oh, okay, I'm looking at this episode. On how much people spend on dating apps. So, one guy is spending $499
3: a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> Famous.
0: You can use the promo code FAMOUS, that's promo code FAMOUS at TWC.health FAMOUS.
1: Hi everyone, this is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFun Women grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation, it's so good Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.
3: Hey, we're back uh, taking reader emails. We have one right here that we want to read, and then we want to call this fan of ours because uh, she's a part of the almost famous family, uh, and she sent us a very very vulnerable email. And I'm going to read it here. It's titled "Feeling Alone," and it's from Anna. She says, I have been alone during this quarantine, and I just wanted to thank you both for reminding your listeners to reach out for help if you need it. I was in a great place before this happened, and I suppose I still am. I have a great new accounting job, a house, and two sibling kittens, which I am so grateful for. I'm able to work from home and still get paid, but I don't know my job well enough to feel productive. This makes me feel guilty, but I am trying. It doesn't help my depression being at home. I thought I had it under control, but losing my routine has hurt. I miss my elderly parents. I do shower, et cetera, every morning, but not talking to people in person has set me back. Please keep up your great work and maybe take calls from people alone Uh like myself. Ashley.
0: Let's do it. it. (gasps) Anna. Hey. Hey, this is Ashley Iconetti. I
3: know. Hey. Oh, Hi.
0: It's so good to hear from you. Ben is also on the phone.
3: Hey, Anna, how you doing?
0: I'm good. How are y'all? Well,
3: well, we're doing well. Uh, We're both here in separate places, just like we know you are. We just read your email to everybody out there listening. Um, You know, here's one thing I want to start this conversation with you off about, Anna, is thank you for sending the email. Thank you for being vulnerable. I think what you expressed is how a lot of people are feeling right now. Uh, to yeah. start how are you doing uh, personally and then also in the same breath is there anything you've learned after writing this email that would help others out there listening
4: um you know I, I would be lying if I said I was doing okay um you know I was doing great before all this started but excuse me before that you know in October, I had lost my job and then I lost my cat. And so I went to stay with my parents for a couple of months and then uh, got a great new job, fabulous job, never made more money. Um, still getting paid. So I'm very fortunate for that. But, um, you know, three weeks into my job, I am now at home and by myself. And Hesitant to visit my parents, uh, um, you know, because I'm afraid to expose them mm-hmm. to anything if I've been exposed. Uh, so it's just depressing. I'm trying to work, but I don't know my job very well. And it's just hard, you know. So what I've learned is it's important to communicate over the phone with people or email and that kind of thing. Um, that that kind of says it all, I
3: guess. The Anna, uh, one thing that Ashley and I were just spoke, speaking about a little bit ago was um, how much this has changed a lot of our lives. And, and Ashley, uh, I was just about to ask you, but what are like uh, three things, Ashley, that you've been doing during this self isolation that's helped you stay connected and feel less alone?
0: Well, I feel like I Jared and I keep talking about the walks that we've been taking. We've just been taking the dogs on long walks and it's kind of therapeutic and I like feeling, you know, my blood circulate, feels good to move a little bit. And I I've been cooking a little bit. I made the most amazing macaroni and cheese the other day. It was Cracker Barrel macaroni and cheese, guys. You got to get that box. It's better than any other, other one out there. And then I mixed it with broccoli, which was just covered in garlic and breadcrumbs. You should just try it. It's super easy. And then I watched a great movie. Do- story. Oh, yes. I put that on my story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I watched a great movie last night that I haven't seen in, like, I don't know. Over 10 years, for sure. Over 10 years. Spanglish, you know, with, with Adam Sandler, it's so good. Uh-huh. So I, I recommend that to anyone who hasn't watched it or hasn't watched it
3: for a while. You know, there's a few takeaways. The exercise, um, the trying new things, the slowing down a bit. But, Anna, I, I want to throw it back to you for a bit because, as you said, you have felt um, depressed um, and you felt alone during this time. Uh, Have you found any ways to find community um, within this kind of isolating, uh, forced isolating experience?
4: Um, You know, I have walked quite a bit, like, on my lunch break because I am still trying to work at home, so I'm kind of stuck to my computer. But um, So I have walked, and I've met a few neighbors. You know, I've lived in my house for five years now i bought a house five years ago so i have met new neighbors that i haven't met before so that's been great um uh, other than that you know like i'm i'm afraid to go anywhere to be honest with you i i can't believe y'all are talking to me right now
0: <laughs> oh, you're so sweet well you shouldn't go anywhere else um no. let's brainstorm some things what would make you happy that you can do from home do what what do you think that there's something that you could do from home that you haven't been able to do like is there any like kind of material that you need do you need any like uh you need cookie dough um is there a game do you need coffee there, do you need do coffee, you need coffee? yeah like is there a game we can send you i don't know i want to make you happy you
4: know i i am blessed in so many ways i don't want to make it seem like i'm just that well, I am kinda of depressed right now, but I am blessed. Like I have a paycheck coming in. I have my parents. Um I have great coworkers. I just still feel so alone
3: Well, um You know the the, the thing is, Anna is uh What you're what we're hearing from you right now, and I just said it and I mean it, is uh, your voice is mattering to so many that are listening to this because they're hearing you and they're hearing what you're saying, and they're going, I'm right there with you. This is this is the thing that gets overlooked, uh, during the COVID 19 um pandemic is that, uh, there are you know as you just mentioned anna that you are blessed you still are getting paid yet you still feel alone and there's people out there that have lost their jobs that have lost all sense of purpose and we're all going at some level what is happening right Right? i your voice and your emotion is is connecting to people right now who are listening going i'm right there with you um but here's the hardest truth of it all is there's not an easy answer. It's not like right now we can snap our fingers and say, let's get back together.
4: We don't even know when it's going to end.
3: We don't know when it's going to end, but and I wonder this, I wonder this, has this feeling and tell me if I'm, I'm completely off base here, but has this feeling of isolation and, and feeling depressed and being depressed and feeling alone, when you finally get the word from whoever it's going to be that says, go back out into this world, what are the things that you're going to be most grateful for?
4: Um, hugs. Aww. Conversation. <laughs> you know. Congratulations, Ben, by the way. Oh,
3: Thank you, Anna. Hannah. See? <laughs> See, Anna, in the midst of tears in the midst of how so many of us are feeling, you have it uh, in your heart to say congratulations and and for that, I thank you. Um, how about this? Uh, we're I'm gonna send you some coffee from generous coffee. I'm gonna load you up with some coffee. Yeah, it's we're gonna, gonna be, get
0: we're uh, gonna send some treats over to your house for
3: sure. But gifts won't fix the disconnect. And so when we get back into this world, uh i want to hear from you please write us another email uh and just tell us uh how it feels to get a hug again and then do me one favor uh when if when and if you ever get to meet ashley and i um i would like a big hug um, me too it would please make us feel very nice
4: absolutely <laughs> uh
3: anna thank you this
4: means to me like i can't believe y'all just
3: Called. (laughs) (laughs) Well, will you do us this favor too? Is Ashley and I, we we love getting listens on uh, this podcast. And so I'm going to be looking for that one extra listen from you to listen to this interview back. Uh, and then also, uh, we're going to have a lot of you out there who listen to this interview. So please email us at Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com. Hashtag us at, uh, at the Almost Famous Podcast on Twitter. Let us know how you're feeling. Uh, let us know if you need help. Let us know, uh, if you are hurting. Uh, here's the truth at all: uh, this podcast is fun, uh, it's enjoyable, it's entertaining, um, but all of us are hurting in our own ways. Um, And uh, we don't want to do this alone either. So Anna, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for being honest. Uh, We will, we appreciate you. We will be sending you coffee, but just thanks for listening.
0: Thank you so much, Anna. My heart goes out to you right now. I'm giving you a virtual hug. You seem so soulful. I just big hug. All right. Sending all our love. Bye. All right. Bye. See ya. (laughs) and speak to you with a powerful clean and refreshing scent Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you.
3: Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor?
0: I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben?
3: Oh, smart money happy hour. It's a podcast. We're two money experts. Rachel Cruz and George Camel talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with nineties, nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course.
0: So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta, like Joey went on.
3: <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35.
0: Oh, okay. I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending Four hundred and ninety nine dollars a month.
3: He should really apply for the bachelorette
0: <laughs> or
3: this one episode,
0: which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us.
3: Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley?
0: <laughs> um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search smart money, happy hour and listen wherever you get your podcast. Just search smart money, happy hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out. Get sick. Take some time out from work. Hope the doctor can see you this month or wait two hours at urgent care. Then you can sit in a room full of sick people.
3: Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/famous.
0: You can use the promo code famous, that's promo code famous at twc.health/famous.
1: 3510300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.
3: From one story there with Anna who I do think speaks for all of us. Uh I think she speaks for every person that's listening and participating no matter uh what level of privilege you come from or what level of confusion you're at or uh, what you know, tangible disconnect you have. The Anna's simp, uh, sentiment and her heart is telling the story of what a lot of Americans are feeling right now. And so again, uh, I just want to reiterate: if you're hurting, uh, if there's pain, if there's disconnect in your life, please uh, email us and reach out to others for help. People want to help. People want to love you. Well, uh, from a story of Anna, who speaks on behalf of all of us and how we're feeling right now, to another story of celebration, we have one of my favorite people in the world, Tinley, on the line to help uh, explain to us some big news that she's recently announced uh, to the world.
0: Hello, friend. Oh, my goodness. Hi, Tinley. We talked to you like three or four weeks ago, and now you're back to tell us that you're pregnant.
5: Yes, I am. And oh my gosh, Ashley, you were like, anything, what's new or how's life? And when you were talking to me and I was almost about to say something and I'm all, no, (laughs) like I had an awkward pause. So uh, that was the secret I was holding back. But first of all, congratulations to Ben.
3: Oh, geez. Timley, I knew you would. I knew you would somehow divert this conversation to congratulating me in the midst (laughs) of like one of the coolest, biggest announcements uh, of your life. You've been wanting to be a mother for a while and you're going to be a great mother. What was the feeling like when you heard that you are pregnant?
5: We were honestly shocked because it wasn't necessarily something we were working towards quite yet. So the shock was, it was exciting. It was like, Oh, kind of, it it took us a minute. We sat down, we found out together and we kind of sat down and just looked at each other and kind of, just embraced this new exciting journey that we we're gonna it's something we wanted, but we we're just like, whoa, okay, now let's do this.
0: <laughs> I feel like I've been waiting. <laughs> I feel like I've been looking at all your Instagrams for the past like six months, being like, when's the baby announcement? I wonder if the baby announcement's gonna come. I like, is this a baby announcement? <laughs> because you're just so motherly, and I, I know that it was something that you've always wanted. Yeah,
5: thank you. Um, I, I, I have been overwhelmed by everybody, everybody's excitement for us and their encouraging words and support being like, we've been waiting for this, like you just said, um, because that just, I, I don't know. I feel like it's very encouraging to myself and Taylor too, just knowing that people believe in us for this role and that, um, so it's, It's really exciting. Thank you.
0: Oh, you are going to be the most fantastic mother. How is your pregnancy going so far? Uh, Do you mind telling us how far along you are?
5: (laughs) Yeah, no, um, I'm almost 16 weeks. I'm at the end of 15 weeks. And it's um, interesting in quarantine life. I mean, it kind of works well for how I'm feeling because I'm going to be honest. The pregnancy, growing a human is definitely a badge of honor, and a beautiful thing, but it is hard. <laughs> um, so it started out, I felt pretty good. I feel, I feel really grateful I never got too sick, but uh, fatigue and nauseousness was real for the first trimester. Kind mm-hmm. of hit me a couple different times. We actually found out just a few days before we were on our way to Europe and so in Europe, I like had a couple of days that I did not feel good, but for the most part, felt pretty good. And then um, now I, I actually am experiencing some, um, some body pains. Your body just starts to move and shift on you. And from some old dance accidents and stuff, I'm actually dealing with some extreme pains which aren't allowing me to do some of my normal exercises. So that's a little bit hard. But it's a great sacrifice, of course. Um, so I can't, like, run or walk. <laughs> um, and if you know, you know that um, I love to be moving at all times. So it's just been an adjustment, but it's totally worth it. And I'm doing all that I can to make sure that I'm, I'm keeping this baby healthy, keeping myself healthy. And um, quarantine life is definitely an, an addition to all the blues
3: and the moods and all that. So yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, Tinley. That uh, yeah. So I mean, just uh, I think you just said it, but I, I, I think I missed it. How far along are you? So
5: I'm going on sixteen weeks.
3: Yeah. So for sixteen weeks, and now you know, typically from what I know about pregnancy, which is very little. So if I say something and it's incredibly offensive, <laughs> and every single woman <laughs> out there just freaks out on me, I get it. I probably deserve it. But isn't a thing like within the like second and third treadmills, like wouldn't you want to kind of be like nesting they call it or like nestled in
5: totally so i think that um i even felt that like from the moment that i found out i was like oh my gosh i have to it's like instinctual i think and i could be so wrong too i'm just speaking everybody's experience is so different um but i feel like from the moment i found out all of a sudden i was like what can i shift in my life like to start preparing for this and yeah so there's so right now, um, I'd say there is a little bit of just, there's extra time on our hands. We're not traveling like we had been planning to do. And, um, because of this coronavirus situation and all that, but, um, it has allowed me to kind of, okay, what's the next project. And then I do hear my sister just had her second baby in those last couple of weeks in that last trimester, um, you you get real stir-crazy in the need to nest. So you're so right on, but um, I'm experiencing a little bit of it already. Oh,
3: man. Well, hey, uh, Tinley, uh, we we celebrate you here. I know everybody does. Um, Congratulations to you and Taylor, and congratulations uh, on uh, on bringing life into this world. I know it's going to be fun for the world to watch this child grow up Uh, with the guidance of you and Taylor. So thanks for sharing with us.
0: Thank you so much. Congratulations. So, so happy for you.
5: Thank you, Ashley. But prayers are appreciated. And congratulations to you, Ben. That's an exciting season of life as well. Soak that all up. And then, Ashley, I can't wait for your announcement. Um, But take (laughs) Oh.
0: (laughs) No rush. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Maybe I, everybody's like, Ashley, Jared, please have a quarantine, baby. My mom was such a pain in the mm. ass last week. She was like, I just don't know why you're waiting a few more months to start trying. Like, why wouldn't you just do it now? I'm like, mom, first off, we're in your house. So no, thanks. <laughs> oh. Oh, <laughs> I, I do think,
5: yeah, it's, it's worth waiting. But also, of course, when
0: the time is right, it's going to find you, you know? Yeah. 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 All right. Bye. 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 Hey, thanks, All right. Well, Ben highs and lows on this podcast. That's for sure. It's been a pleasure talking to you oh, and getting every single detail from your, from your engagement. Thanks for sharing that with us. And, um, well to another week of being quarantined, may you enjoy this. Actually what an amazing time. Well, not an amazing time. If you're ever going to be quarantined, I'd say this is a great week for you and Jess to be um because i think that togetherness and that the coziness that comes from it is something that you wouldn't normally get to savor um in a regular day lifestyle
3: yeah it is and it this is a, a special time for us and and we are celebrating trust me we are we are soaking up every moment we have with each other and Uh, especially the moments that have very little distraction right now because of the pandemic. But as we did two weeks ago, Ashley and I uh, want to send a a final note to all of you out there. Uh, Again, I'll mention and and just say this so that hopefully you can see that I can relate. And I know Ashley can as well because her husband has worked in this world, but uh, I am invested into three restaurants and I own two coffee shops uh, personally, uh, all of which are struggling right now, Uh, all of which have employees who are no longer working Uh, for us and with us because they these shops are not open and so i just want to on behalf of ashley and i in this podcast want to send a send something out to all of you we want to have fun here we want to be entertained we want to talk about exciting new things going on in bachelor nation and in the world of pop culture and in the world of ashley and i but we also are not naive to the fact that there are people truly 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 hurting and like super people really confused just like anna and depressed and feeling isolated and alone and so all to all of you just know one thing, the the one truth is, Ashley and I want to share with you, is that you're not alone. Two is that we're doing this podcast to help you feel uh, like the routine that you got used to in your normal week is still available to you because we won't be stopping just because of the COVID-19 virus. We're going to be doing this from the, the comforts of our own homes. And third, if you need help, please listen to this. If you need help and and I, I will be honest with you. I just started going back to counseling here recently, myself and therapy, uh, to work through some some stuff that I need to work through. If you need help, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, reach out to somebody. If it's not the the podcast, which I get it, there, we can't. We are not a counseling podcast. We are a podcast to be your friend. <laughs> it, just reach out to a neighbor, reach out to a loved one, reach out to somebody, and just tell them if it's anything, I need help. I feel alone because here's the truth we're all human we're all in this together it's affected all of us Uh, but i believe that love always conquers any type of fear and any type of confusion and i know humans love to love others so go reach out for love with that hey uh this is an exciting podcast for me Uh, i am now engaged to the love of my life and with that i've been ben i've been ashley to the loo guys
0: Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, And how to afford it all, with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course.
0: Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety... a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin healthy and dry. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin, Free and Gentle cleans better without risk of tearing. It's made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess and is five times stronger. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. For Trusted Protection, Trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand.
3: Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
0: A Redwood Forest would be cool. Ski slopes!
3: Wait! Did we just invent California?
2: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
3: This is Malcolm
2: Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay guaranteed fit,